0: This is West Virginia Morning, I'm Teresa Wills. This fall, some states are redefining their laws and policies on abortion. The move comes in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. In the new episode of Us and Them, host Trey Kay takes a look at where things stand.
1: Even though our state legislature is so hostile, to reproductive health care and so hostile to abortion. We did have these safeguards on federal protections. This
0: morning, we'll hear from one side of the argument, and this afternoon, during All Things Considered, we'll hear the opposing viewpoint. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia morning. Republicans bolstered their supermajority on election night while Democrats continue to work for policies that help people. There's also the future of tax reform on the table. Randy Owe spoke with legislative leaders from both parties on what comes next.
2: Senate President Craig Blair says he's buoyed by a 30-4 to Republican supermajority in the Senate, but he says that comes with a caveat. We're really good at getting our people elected, but we got some learning to do on how to get amendments done. Blair says, following the failure of Tax Modernization Amendment 2, the legislature needs to continue promoting a drug free educated workforce and do a better job educating voters on state revenues. But he says it will be tough to bury the political hatchet with Governor Jim Justice. Do I find it off putting, so to speak, that we've been called the swamp, basically, been called buyers and and that were corrupt. And that's not true. Re-elected Delegate Mike Pushkin, Democrat from Kanawha County, says as state Democratic Party chair with a super minority, he'll continue a nonpartisan push for policies to help West Virginians. He does see an election night bright spot in voters defeating all four amendments. They still have a very uh, healthy mistrust of Republican policy because uh, they they did not want the Republican legislature in control of county budgets. They didn't want the Republican legislature in control of our public education. Pushkin says any compromise in tax reform moving forward needs to be citizen-centric. If we're giving uh, tax relief to the people who really, really need it, uh, and not just uh, to the wealthiest West Virginians or to out-of-state corporations. Election results become official when certified by county clerks next week. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie.
0: This fall, some states are redefining their laws and policies on abortion. The move comes in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe v. Wade. In the new episode of Us and Them, host Trey Kay takes a look at where things stands. He talks with two women, an abortion rights advocate, and an abortion rights opponent, to understand this movement or this moment in time. Here's an excerpt from host Trey Kay's conversation with Emily Moldorf. She's the campaign director for Planned Parenthood South Atlantic in Morgantown. Womeldorf started working with Planned Parenthood in 2017. She says at that point, the Supreme Court's constitutional right to legal abortion under Roe was fundamental in her life and work. She didn't expect that safeguard could be overturned in her lifetime.
1: Like, even though our state legislature is so hostile to reproductive health care and so hostile to abortion, we did have these safeguards on federal protections. But I think as I did this work more, as things progressed during the Trump administration, it began to become more and more clear that there could be a reality that we would live in a post Roe world.
0: Were you surprised with the Supreme Court ruling that overturned Roe versus Wade?
1: No. Uh, I mean, the writing was on the wall. And I mean, I think from the moment that Roe v. Wade was decided almost 50 years ago, the anti-abortion extremists have been making it their mission to chip away at bodily autonomy and reproductive freedom and do whatever possible to try to regain control back over people who want to have decision-making power in their lives so they have been playing the long game on this it's been happening for decades across our country and like I said, it didn't happen overnight. And frankly, I don't think we're going to fix it overnight.
0: Can you describe how it was that you heard about the Dobbs ruling?
1: So it's kind of been this buildup for a couple years of like this could happen. And I think maybe prior to the leak, we were all holding out some little bit of hope that maybe the decision wouldn't overturn Roe or maybe um, – you know, it wouldn't be a full reversal. And, you know, any version of that decision was not going to be good. But, yeah, once we got the leak, it was pretty apparent what the intention was of the Supreme Court. And for the next month and a half or so after that, it was really just preparing for the inevitable, even though I knew it was going to happen, even though we'd had this leak that pretty, pretty well mapped out, like, the trajectory of this decision, it was still heartbreaking to hear the actual decision on June 24th. And oddly enough, I was at home alone, watching it on my phone, and it still shook me to my core that this fundamental right that I've had for my entire existence, for my whole life, it's always been there, is gone. Like, I get my own fundamental right stripped from me, but I don't get to process that because I have to go and do my job. So it, it, was a, it was a bit of a rough day. And, you know, we jump into organizing mode. We jump into, you know, reassuring our supporters and, you know, reaching out to people that we need to talk to. And, and I think at one point my coworker just came over to my house and we said, we're just going to work together today because it just feels too weird to be alone.
0: Has your organization had a plan in the works for a time when there might be a reversal of Roe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, once the writing was on the wall, and once we started seeing these court cases, I think that we have been doing things in our power to prepare for this moment. But there's only so much as an organization that we can do. I can't tell the state legislature what to do. I can't control the decisions that they make. All that we can do is continue to fight, continue to advocate and do everything in our power to make sure that Our patients are protected and that people's voices are heard and that people are not kept out of the public participation process of this issue.
0: That excerpt is from the latest Us and Them podcast episode, post Row Mountain State. This afternoon, during All Things Considered, we'll highlight an excerpt of the show with Wanda France, president of West Virginia for Life. You can download the entire Us and Them podcast from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, NPR One, or Spotify. You can also listen online at Public. Org. Us and Them is supported by the West Virginia Humanities Council, the CRC Foundation, the Greater Kanawha Valley Foundation, and the Daywood Foundation. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 752. Increasing cloudiness today with high temperatures in the 60s and 70s. Rain and gusty wind tonight, lows in the 40s and 50s. Tomorrow, rain and thunderstorms, gusty wind and heavy rain possible, high temperatures in the 60s and low 70s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torres Seva Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at torressevalaw.com. This week marks the broadcast of our landmark 1,000th episode of Mountain Stage, hosted by founder and artistic director Larry Gross. Slide guitar master Sonny Landreth and legend of the dobro and lap steel, Cindy Cashdollar. have our song of the week. Here's their performance of Prodigal Son from the title track to Landreth's 2004 album of the same name. Bye.
3: Yeah. started down the road going well, out in the land where Butler's only known That must be the way to get along Well, poor boy All he had family come in the land, family come in the land, yeah, lost all he had when family come in the land Send so believe I go and I'll make use of the man That will be way too- I'm I go back home, believe I go back home, yeah, believe i ride and believe I go back home, come down this road as far as I can go, that is a way to get along. back to me, coming home to me. Yeah, Father ran and fell down on his knee, Lord and I don't have mercy on me. Well, Paul Bunyan stood down, hung his head and cried, hung his head and cried. Yeah, he stood down, he hung his head and cried. Father, when you look on me, your child, yeah man. Well, father said, he my son, call the family around, call the family around, yeah, you can that let all the family around. My son belongs, but now he is found. That's a way for us to get along.
0: That was Sonny Landreth and Cindy Cash Dollar performing Prodigal Son on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Amelia Nicely, Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Eric Douglas, Jessica Lilly, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.